Listening to Happy Vermont, a podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. I'm your host, Erica Housekeeper. In southern Vermont, the small town of Danby is one of the most beautiful places in Vermont. Its main street is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, and families have lived in this town for generations. Danby's also home to the largest underground marble quarry in the world. But in recent years, Main Street in Danby has become kind of quiet. The local general store in the heart of town closed its doors, and Main Street looked dark at night. But Danby resident Nancy Lee Kennedy is helping to bring a sense of renewal into her little town. Nancy Lee is the force behind the Danby Village Shops, a new initiative that is generating interest and hopefulness in this Rutland County community. Nancy Lee Kennedy, thank you so much for being here. And it was such a pleasure meeting you a couple weeks ago in Danby. I had a nice time, a nice visit down there. So I wanted to start off, you're the heart and soul of the Danby Shops Initiative. And you had mentioned to me that you've lived in Danby for 10 years. And I would just love to hear first, like, where were you before and what attracted you to the town? Oh, my goodness. So in 19, we'll start at the beginning, we might as well. In 1971, As a teenager, I blew into Vermont in the back of a pickup truck in March, so 50 years ago this year. And I lived in the Pikes Falls area in a little cabin off the grid in Jamaica, Vermont. And for some reason, even way back then, if I would take a Sunday drive in my old pickup truck, I was drawn to Danby. It's always felt very magical to me. And Danby from Jamaica, especially back in the 70s, was not close. So I started researching Danby and learned a lot about the history and would just come and visit from time to time. Fast forward many, many years, one of my daughters married a young man who lived in Danby with his parents. And they bought the parents' house and she, she moved to Danby. So then my connection became even stronger. By then, I had moved to South London, Derry, Vermont, so I was a little closer, and ultimately to Manchester. Ten years ago, I bought the house in Danby and have been here ever since. And in the meantime, another daughter had moved to Danby. <laughs> so I have my little family pod here, part of it. What was it about the town that you found so appealing? It really has always held for me this magical feeling. And the views are spectacular. The history is unbelievable. You know, it dates back so far. And there's so much Revolutionary War history that actually started here in Danby, Vermont, and was instrumental in the Revolutionary War. Prior to that, it was a Native American camping area when the Native Americans would follow the rivers to fish for salmon. It's where the Otter Creek turns north. So there's you can stand on a bridge and watch the river flow south and watch the river flow north, which is also very spiritual and magical. Views are phenomenal. And that's just, I was just always, for some reason, drawn here. And when I moved here, I felt as though I had come home. 
it has that very special feel to it. it there's something it's like a I don't know a nice warm blanket or something when when you drive through town it's very beautiful and main street is listed on the national register of historic places and like you mentioned there's gorgeous mountain views and there's wide open land and and danby's also home to the largest underground marble quarry in the world and then i remember a couple years ago hearing that the nickel store which is for those who don't know, it's a general store that was kind of right in the heart of town that operated for many years, closed its doors. And I would love to hear what feeling came over you when the store closed. What started happening, Danby, many years ago is that businesses were just not thriving. There had been a couple of restaurants that didn't make it. There was a gift shop across the street that was there for quite some time. And then they either retired or just folded, decided to stop being in business. Nickel store, which had been in town forever and a day, the owner, Pam Fuller, decided that she just had it and it was time to retire. She'd been there for years after years after years. So when she retired, the town no longer had anything except the lawyer's office across the street and the building across the street from Nickel's store. Then the lawyer retired. So there was literally nothing in Danby that was open. And it was dark at night. There was no foot traffic. Very little was going on. Some neighbors got together and kind of an interesting story. I had been buying a, a house across the street from the house that I live in as a second home I was going to fix up as a little cottage, as an investment. And these neighbors approached me and asked me if I would trade that site for another house. And they wanted to put in a Veterans Memorial Park across the street. So, of course, I said yes. And they've created this beautiful park across the street that's got marble. It's got a memorial board up. It's just beautiful. So now we have a park in town. So it turned out that that was the only thing there. We have this beautiful park and then everything closed. And I really wanted to see Danby thriving again. It's just the quintessential. Vermont town. It's just beautiful. Now with the the green, quote unquote, it's just really needed to come back to life. So that was my impetus. And I remember you saying in an earlier conversation we had, you were afraid of this beautiful little town dying. You know, it was dark at night. Things had closed. There was nothing there. And and then this park, do they call it Veterans Park? Is that correct? It's the Danby Mount Tabor Veterans Memorial Park. And now the Historical Society of Danby Mount Tabor does wonderful things. There are events there. They do, sometimes they do music, you know, every Memorial Day or any veterans holiday, they have speakers and singers. And so it's become something really wonderful for town, but that was all there was. And nothing else, nothing was bringing people to Danby. So, Hence the idea to lease these two buildings that were just sitting there, gorgeous old historic buildings, and put some people in there. And it actually took off so quickly and much more than I ever dreamed in such a short amount of time. And it's become so popular that we now have, even in the dead of winter, we have foot traffic on a Saturday in Danby. 
there are people, you know, who drive from far and wide to come here to the vintage shops and the, the Italian deli and, and everything else that's going on there. And I have a list of people who are just looking for space. So Danby is going to continue to grow. I just have to find the space to put people. So listeners know the two buildings that make up Danby Village shops right now, they're at the intersection of Main Street and Brook Road. And one is the old nickel store building that we talked about a couple minutes ago. And then the other is this beautiful old yellow building across the street. And you said that that was recently used as a lawyer's office. And you're leasing the buildings. Was there any particular reason you chose those two buildings? Was it just that they were available and you said, I'm going to lease them and try to make something happen? Well, the reason I chose those buildings was, yes, they were empty, but they were the downtown heart of Danby. They were the businesses that were open and there was really nothing else for quite a few years. So it just made sense that it's downtown and we want to revive downtown and the village. And so I uh, leased those two buildings and created the Danby Village Marketplace and the Danby Village and the shops at the Danby Village Marketplace. So the shops are across the street in the yellow building and the old nickel store is now the Danby Village Marketplace, which is an Italian deli. And then on weekends, we have a chaga tea person. We have a coffee roaster, somebody who makes handmade wooden toys. The deli folks are actually in the process of turning the deli into more of a store as well as a deli. So you know you can go in and buy toothpaste and cat food and, and milk and juice. When I was down there a couple weeks ago, I was really struck by the variety that you have down there. I mean, you've got the Mama Tamara's Deli, and the which has incredible food. I I picked up some lunch and brought home some cannolis for my family. It was amazing. <laughs> it's delicious. It's incredible. And then you've got the Happy Bat Toy Store across the street, the shop by Carter Richard Style, Mountain Heart Store and Fiber Art Studio, Highland House Soaps. And then, as you mentioned, the Sexy Llama Coffee Roasters and the Chaga Dogs. Is, am I pronouncing that right? Chaga? Yep, Chaga Dogs. Chaga Dogs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in those two buildings. There's a lot there, which is great. Yes, there really is. And when I decided to do this, I had an open house, was absolutely blown away by the number of people who came to the open house to see what we were doing. And that night, I had every space leased. (laughs) So people were just waiting for something to happen so that we could do something here in this town. And as I said, there are more people looking for spaces. I've got artists and jewelry makers and macaroon companies and there's just so much going on. So it's not over yet. I just have to create more space, which I plan to do. And I I did just purchase a, I'm moving up the street to a house that has a small barn that I'm going to turn into space. And that might become an artist gallery. And we'll just see how that unfolds. That's excellent. When you first started, when you dis- leased the buildings, did you have a particular vision in mind when you set out? Like, did you think you were going to get all these merchants? I mean, what did you, what were you hoping for? What I was hoping for was really what unfolded, but it unfolded even more than I had hoped for. I definitely wanted a, a deli or some sort of a food slash store back at Nichols. 
because in my opinion, that is the heart and soul of town. Everybody used to meet there and have coffee in the morning, catch up on all the local gossip and what was happening. So I knew that I wanted that. And then I was hoping to create on weekends kind of a farmer's market kind of feel, an indoor farmer's market. It's turned into more of a retail market and the shops across the street are really creating their own identity, which is wonderful. I'm looking at a farmer's market for the spring, summer, and fall. I'm working on that with music in the park, if not monthly, then maybe weekly, but you know, at least monthly, I want dancing and music under the stars. The Danby Village shops, I mean, they opened just a few months ago in November 2020. And as we all know, 2020 was such a tough year. And and I found that these stores opening at that time, it just felt very optimistic and inspiring. And I wanted to know what made you decide to take the leap during such a difficult time? I really felt that the collective consciousness of not just Danby, but everywhere needed some positive energy. And It also looked like it was a a model that might work in these times of COVID and, and having to be a little bit more isolated. So people could get out and about without being at huge risk or very COVID conscious. It would be an opportunity for people to have a destination spot on a Saturday afternoon to do something. And again, we all took a leap and it's become everybody works together beautifully. It's really more of a collective than anything else. And everybody works hand in hand. And we gave it a shot and it seemed to be what people were looking for. Most of the shops do online shopping as well. So people can shop from afar. One of my cousins just bought a sweater from from the Carter Richards Vintage Shop and she lives in Connecticut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there is that opportunity. And again, it was a leap of faith and it worked. I I really feel like people were just clamoring to find something positive in these somewhat dire times. You definitely feel that when you're there. It's a happy place to be, just being there and looking around in the shops and getting some lunch. And it's you feel great when you're there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's wonderful to hear. And that is the feedback that I'm getting. And it's interesting because there are some people who know know me and have figured out that I'm involved in this, but some people will call and say, why is the deli closed today? Well, it's not my deli. <laughs> I'm the landlord. <laughs> and and I'm going to buy something from your shop. Well, no, you're going to buy something from Quarter Richards, you know, so I'm working on the clarifying that, but that's fine. Whatever brings people to look at the space is lovely. And then hopefully the I meet with the town fathers that be or people that be and in March and we'll talk about the Danby Farmers Market that I've already started a, an LLC for and I have a background in in music so the music on the on the green will be just lovely. What do you think this has brought to the community? Does it feel like there's a sense of renewal? I do. And people are excited and people of all walks of life in Danby are coming to the deli and checking out the shops. And really, I feel like it's bringing people together. One thing that I keep hearing is, oh my gosh, seeing lights on. I had a local 
fellow who is just gifted with decorating, and it's what he did for a living, he's semi-retired now, helped me string lights around the buildings for the holidays. And we've sort of revamped it to just keep them going. But so many people remark on how it just feels so beautiful to drive home from work. And it's dark, but there are lights on downtown. The buildings are lit up. So it's really, again, yeah, I believe that people are feeling that there's a sense of renewal and Danby, it now has, has a purpose again. Not that it didn't, but now it's more, you know what I mean? Now it's more of a purpose and there's a reason for people to say, this is my village. <laughs> and you mentioned a few minutes ago, you have a background in music. You were a singer, is that correct? Yes, I was a singer of absolutely no renown for many, many years. <laughs> actually was in a band with some local people called Iridium Blue for about 10 years here in town. And before that, I did some recording for Vanity Records. And I I really sort of pat myself on the back for being the person who helped shut them down permanently. But I've done that. And my genre is blues. I was hired at one point to sing in a country band, but that wasn't really my thing. But I did do that with Vanity Records. And from time to time, somebody will say, hey, you want to appear here and do a song with somebody and I will. But for the most part, I have friends from who are in the blues world out in Austin, Texas, who will come when they're touring on the East Coast and come to my house and play. And I would just open the doors and, and have big neighborhood parties. That's going to be my plan for the park across the street. So it'll be the same guys and same women and it'll be all different types of music from bluegrass to blues to rock and roll. So it'll be fun. And I need live music in my life. For a very short time, I had opened up a nightclub in Manchester, center of Vermont. Really? What nightclub? It was called Pink's Alley, and it was a tapas restaurant. I served organic Spanish food. It was sort of patterned after a restaurant that I loved in, loved in Spain, where my daughter-in-law was from, my former daughter-in-law. And so we had wonderful food and blues musicians and jazz musicians. Eric Nathan and his jazz group played every Thursday night. They were the house band. And then on weekends, we'd have other people coming in from Austin, et cetera, and, and local musicians. It was just fun. And we hosted a, a young artist's night. I think it was probably once a month where local kids from somewhere in, in grade school would come and perform. And it was just wonderful. But it was it was a lot of work. So I closed that restaurant. But for the time being, it was great. And it just reinstilled in me the need for live music. People need music in their lives, in my opinion. So we'll be working on that this summer. Oh, that's great. I'm looking forward to that, to coming down and, and seeing some of that. And now you're a, you're a nurse. Yeah, I've been a nurse. Well, I had to get, as I said, I was a singer of no renown. So I had to have a real job at some one point in life and support my, my family. So I became a nurse and I've worked as a nurse for about 30 years in the area in between doing the restaurant and, and other things. But I've always kept the nursing piece going as my backup. Do you think five years ago, I mean, you're an active member of the community and you had this place in Manchester. You're an outgoing person. You like people. You like music. Five years ago, did you see yourself taking the lead in this kind of community initiative? That's a good question. I've always had what I consider to be an entrepreneurial spirit and a community spirit, but I don't know that I really envisioned this. I always envisioned wanting to do something 
in Danby, but I wasn't sure what. And I adhere to the, if it's meant to be, it'll happen philosophy. And things just started to fall into place for this enterprise. But had I been working on this for a long time? Absolutely not. It just kind of happened. And five years ago, you know, I was hoping something would happen or I would do something, but I wasn't sure what. And what do you think makes maybe someone coming to Danby for the first time? If they asked you about Danby, what would you say? If they said, well, what do you think makes Danby special? You know, what would you tell them? Boy, that's a good question. Also, there's so many different answers. One is it's absolute, like I said earlier, quintessential village look. There's the history of Pearl S. Buck, the author, who lived here and owned quite a few buildings in town. And she had started revamping Danby back in the 70s. The house that I live in now was one of her her buildings, one of her homes. So there's that history. There's the magic of the brook and the river coming together and turning north. The view, the I mean, really, there's so much to say. But I would say, you know, just coming into the village, it's such a pretty village. And the homes are so old and they're so historic. And it's a really, it's, it's a really unique community. Many, many people who live in Danby have been here literally for generations after generation after generation, dating back to its incorporation in the late 16, early 1700s. The Main Street has a very special feel. I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's timeless and, and beautiful, and, and I love the architecture. But I find that the the street, if you're going up the hill, you know, the mountain views behind it and the homes, there's something very special about it. And I think it's unique in a lot of ways. I mean, a lot there's a lot of lovely Main Streets in Vermont, but there's something about Main Street in Danby that I really love. Oh, I'm glad that you say that because I agree. And again, as a teenager, to drive to this little out of the way, and believe me, back then there was nothing much in Danby, but I was just always drawn to this town because it, because of the history and the beauty. And I don't know, there was just something special about it. Never dreamed in a million years I'd live here. But thanks to my couple of my daughters, here I am. And I'm glad, <laughs> but just really like it. And I mean, I could go on and on. You could, the history in Danby is unbelievable. And as you said earlier, we do have the largest working marble quarry, at least in the country, if not more. Danby marble is used all over the world, literally, and it's white marble with different colored veins, black and greens, and it's just gorgeous. Steps to the White House, the Lincoln Memorial, the gravestones at Arlington Cemetery, the bank in France, Paris, France. I mean, it's everywhere. So that in itself is unique. And the riverbed is marble. Like there's a lot of marble and there's a, a natural slide. Like all summer long, you hear people just hooping and hollering as they're sliding down this double marble slide into this deep pool of water. It's just beautiful. Yeah, it really is. What is your hope for the future of Danby? My hope is that we continue to grow, that people continue to open businesses here, that we keep the marketplace and the shops going, and that we continue to have more community events and just keep it vibrant and hope that it never sort of closes again. I felt like Danby closed for a while, and I would like to see it stay open and 
I would like to see it be a destination spot. You know, for many years, it was known for its antique shop. Maybe we can revive that. But I would hope that it just becomes a place on the map where people can come to walk in the woods, swim in the river, look in the shops, and just you know have a day of music. That's the vision. Just keep it going. Keep it alive. You can learn more about Danby Village Shops by following them on Instagram. Danby Village Shops are located just off Route 7 on Main Street in Danby. Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. You can also visit my website at happyvermont.com, where you can read stories about places to visit and extraordinary people who make the state great. You can also find Happy Vermont sweatshirts, winter hats, and t-shirts available online. Take care and talk to you soon.